Oh, what's this? Saloon de West Kootenays? The traveler from the east, having nary an inkling of what could be in store for him, walked headlong into Saloon de West Kootenays, with all of his marbles still in his head. Hello. I'll have a pint, sealed to play. <laughs> oh, of course, stranger. New in town? <laughs> yes, is it that obvious? Well, you're wearing a tailor-made suit, camel skin loafers, and a grin that looks like it's used to mummy's nipples. Huh? The traveler from the east stared blankly at the barkeep, uncertain of how to explain that he no longer suckled at his mummy's golden teeth. I actually no longer suckle at mummy's golden teeth. I'll have you know, Barkeep. Have you had your newcomer spanking yet? The traveler from the east did not care for the way the barkeep said spanking. I have not had a spanking in a long time, good sir. Mm -mm. Patrons, we have a newcomer. In need of the newcomer's welcome spanking. The newcomer's welcome spanking was reserved for this exact type of personality. A newcomer with a zeal and zest for romantic new ventures. I actually don't want to be spanked. I'll go first, newcomer. Oh. Oh. No need to shuffle oh, and nice. push around, okay. guys. Everyone gets a turn. Oh. 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 Oh, <laughs> I like it. <laughs> the spanking went on until every patron had a turn. The newcomer didn't like it. He loved it. The welcome he received from the people of the West Cookies was the kindest he ever received. The newcomer went on to deliver newspapers for a number of years before fatally succumbing to gout. The views and opinions expressed in the following episode of This Week in the West Kootenays do not necessarily reflect those held by BC legend Steve Nash. Listener discretion is advised. This Week in the West Kootenays Welcome to This Week in the West Kootenays! Too loud? <laughs> Apologies. There haven't been very many episodes lately of this program, and that's due to time, time, time. And I have none of it. You have none of it, probably either. So if you're looking for more of the ads and the things that we make, so I guess I have time for something. We have a new podcast called People's Commercial Radio, and it's uh, not for the queasy of, of the membrane, but out there if you want to check it out people's commercial radio you know what we got today max what <laughs> do you know on the show today is max max is a member of the addits he's also a member of severed arm and reality trap he recently produced that's right he's a producer as well he produced bitter washed a band out of Rossland, as you probably know. And right now he's producing some toaster tracks. What else cool does Max do? Well, fucking lots. He's produced more than 8,000 podcast episodes of all varieties. And he still does it. If you have one, he's the guy. 
This is his debut as a guest on a podcast. Are you looking to trade tapes, perhaps? Well, I've traded tapes with him. He trades tapes online. You want to have a concert? Well, Max will sort that out. He also runs a record label. Wow. Who is this guy? Well, let's chat about it. Let's find out, eh? Let's talk about it. And now, the extraordinary, the one of a kind, the one, Max. Yeah, hey, I'm going to do an experiment. Yeah, sure. Go ahead. I want to have like an old movie playing there. Sure. And we're we silent. We can cut yeah, that. Police Academy. <laughs> Police oh, Academy. Yeah. The Police first Academy. one. Fuck, so good. I haven't seen that in like 20 years. Me neither. I'm halfway through. Last time I saw that was Fuck, probably even in French because when I was watching movies as a kid, it was dubbed in French. Mountain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. All those I'm and the jokes would work, so. man. I think the jokes yeah, yeah. Would it work. was amazing. Like some of those old movies, I still want to watch them in French because it's like what I grew up with, like Ghostbusters. If I can, like if I'm hanging out with my cousins back in Montreal, we get high and want to watch Ghostbusters. We watch it in French and then we recite the whole fucking thing. <laughs> in like French, the first Ghostbusters. Eh? Yeah, yeah, the first one. Yeah, the only one that really matters. Actually. Yeah, it's actually true. State that Same with this, record. I think. Yeah, like, please get me. Yeah. Because you know what? I'm going to mute it. Is that him? Steve Gutenberg? Yeah, that's Steve Gutenberg. Yeah. Gutenberg well, is the big shot uh, movie director. Man, this movie is of 19, what, 83 or 4, something like that. Something like that. I was a young I was a young man when that came out. Yeah, and I, I've never, I, I watched Police Academy 6 a hundred times before I saw this. And I loved it. And then I saw this, man, it's filthy. You know, you think that we're making dirty jokes nowadays, like Mahoney sitting yeah, under the yeah. pulpit yeah. or whatever at this convention yeah. with this prostitute. <laughs> I know. How does he get shit that? Shit, that wouldn't fly the name the commissioner sure. comes and he's getting just sucked off while he's under there because she thinks that's his client. So mm-hmm. she's sucking him off and he's loving it. Mom, yum, yum, yum. And then he looks back, Mahoney pokes his head out and waves. Yeah, I know. It's Imagine what it would, that's like a traumatic experience, that guy. <laughs> I can't believe my it dad would tell everything. me, like, watch those movies. I remember I was a kid, maybe, like, eight or nine years old, and he'd be like, I don't know, oh, you should watch, like, oh, the Goonies are coming on. You're going to love that fucking movie. And then I watched that. Or be like, oh, you should watch Police Academy. And then I was growing up a little bit, and some, like, late-night uh, film would go on. Oh, tonight's the Clockwork Orange. I remember going to see that in, like, 1971. You should watch that movie. And then I'd be like, oh, wow. And then you watched it. Yeah, yeah, I watched yeah. it, yeah. He told me about... Uh, a space odyssey as well my dad apparently was into Kubrick a lot so yeah he like that's amazing man to those, to those culture movies. and he goes yeah, you have to see this this is a life changer yeah that's a big advantage man yeah yeah no that was great well growing up in Montreal was cool for that I was surrounded with a lot of culture that I could tap into like easily I kind of feel for my kids a little growing up in, like in a small town like here because they won't have access. Well, it's not true. I, I shouldn't say that. Like, they'll still have access to it with the internet. But I feel like growing up in a big city like I did, it was like beneficial for like the culture that I like absorbed. I was like a fucking sponge, like drinking it in. Yeah, yeah. All of it. I know. I was thinking that the other day. I'm like, man, my kids are gonna like know that there's mountains. They'll play in the river, but they're not gonna like walk by an event happening. Yeah. And not know what was happening or not have a part of it. Exactly. And that's a different experience, man. Yeah. It took me forever to get that experience, too. I was, like, 19 years old. I went to, like, a Christian concert. 
Oh wow! When I was 18 years old, my first concert. Christian and I was like, and I was like, ah, what's the hype about? You know? <laughs> yeah, Jesus but doesn't I was like, rock and roll as well right as Satan. Those are the days, though, where you're like, oh fuck, am I allowed to listen to this? Get my whack off! Everyone's got a boner too. Like watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No wonder there's so much, uh, so much stuff that goes on there. Yeah. But man, yeah, your kids grew up like this. The West Kootenays. How long have you lived here? Uh, I'm going on six years now. Six years. Yeah. Oh, in Castleberry. So. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Nice. I, I landed in Pass Creek. Went from fucking downtown Montreal in the gay village to Pass Creek. It was quite a fucking change, man. <laughs> oh yeah. It was pretty intense. Like, flick the switch. It's like, pew. all right, you're in nature now. Yeah, was it was a Instead good of trip? having, oh, yeah, it was yeah. a good trip, but, like, it turned into a bad trip pretty soon because not long after landing here, my wife and I split, and uh, she, like, filed for divorce and shit. So, yeah. Turned into a nightmare pretty quick, but the first, like, six months were really cool. Like, I was digging, coming from the sea. I was done with the fucking city. Oh, I was yeah. Done with yeah. everything. Whew. Music and all, like, I was done. I was coming here to, like, just. Grow potato. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Landing in Pass Creek, it was great. Instead of having like hobos going through my garbage, it was bears now and yeah. shit like that. So it was like, but uh, yeah, it didn't last long there. Then it turned to shit. Then I moved to Adachenya, and now I'm in Castlegar proper. Yeah, yeah, it feels good. Yeah, it feels good. Oh yeah, I love it. It's my place here. I'm not. I'm not going anywhere. Yeah, that's awesome. Man. You're you're from here? No, no, I'm from like northern BC. Northern BC. Yeah, but I came from Calgary. I was living there for 13 oh, years. Oh, yeah, so you know city life. So I was well. done with the city too. Like, yeah. man, give me an airplane. Like, fuck how sick of those sounds. We live yeah. like in a flight path. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah, sitting outside airport, and like, yeah. oh, wait a sec. You know, just like in the movies. Hold on, we'll hold that thought for a minute. Yeah. And then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. And you just get used to it, but after a while. I if you're not we're gonna grow up like that, maybe you didn't. Yeah, fucking no, drove planes, me nuts. planes, and oh yeah, that must have sucked. I mean, I'm right by the fucking train tracks here where I'm at, and that's kind of annoying. Is it annoying? Oh, Is yeah. he just horn? Yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm literally like <laughs> in across the, the street. Well, in the night, like sometimes he passes at like one a.m. It doesn't happen often, but at one a.m. and he has to blare those fucking horns because there's no lights there. Oh. So yeah. <laughs> It doesn't happen often late at night, but it happened a couple of times. I remember That's being scary. woken up by it. I was like, what the hell? It's like yeah. 1 a.m. Go out and yell at it? No, no, no. <laughs> no, I wouldn't go yell at hey! fucking train. Yeah. That's a bad idea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I think I've always found those are really bad ideas to yell at something you have no control over. Exactly. Like, I've been doing it lately because I'm full of rage. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. of the weather and, like, yeah. kids and things. And I'm Fuck trying to that weather. <laughs> temper it. But, like, my buddy, we were driving from Saskatchewan to Vancouver. And he, well, there's a semi on the road, and he got mad at it. So he fucking pulls out, and goes in front, and whatever. That fucking thing chased us for like 100 kilometers. Oh, wow. Right in front of us, back. <laughs> he was scared. He's white knuckling. And I'm like, I think this guy's serious. Just like the movie, um, that Steven Spielberg movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the truck. Yeah, the truck one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, But yeah. he was like, what the fuck? But it was like, he didn't do much to it, but he was mad at it. Wasn't so he there cut it off, sort of, and then was like, what's a Sammy going to do? Well, Sammy's going to, like, freaking kill you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wasn't there an old, like, movie with Mickey Rook with, like, fucking evil trucks and shit like that? Like, around oh, yeah. the time of Driven that? or something. Yeah, 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 I remember that. And there's a Stephen King one. Well, that's Carrie or something. Yeah, I, I know, that's Christine. Christine. Christine is the car. Yeah. Christine. That was my first Christine. fucking Stephen King movie. And it's also a John Carpenter movie, so it's oh, yeah? great. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not bad. I mean, uh, it's not. A, it holds up kind of like fucking Police Academy right yeah. there. I don't know if we're going to get caught by whoever, like, 
owns the right to Police Academy for saying, but I'm going to say it one more time just to be sure. Police, Police Academy. Academy. <laughs> this one, this one, I put it on because in one of these podcasts I actually ran into someone who was in this movie. She was like 60 years old and she's like, I'm like, oh, what part were you in? She's like, the shower scene. Like, she was talking to this guy about going to church. And the oh, shower wow. scene's all nude. Wow. Everyone, and there's so much nudity in here. Yeah. Like, yeah, <laughs> no, like it's a, a lot. Theater, <laughs> a theater release. Yeah, no, so back like, then they were And making, she's like, there's no way you'll know which one's me. Those are like frat boys movies. That's like, that was the market, like, audience oh, they yeah. were going for. Porkies. Porkies Man, and what like, National Lampoon and all those. Yeah. Amazing, but like... Now Crazy I watch some of them and they're movies. not funny, man. Revenge of the Nerds. I, I used to love that movie, man, growing up. It was so good. And then you listen to that. You're like, what? Yeah. It's just... Some age well and some don't. No. That's why I like to check. Like, go back in yeah. time and see, yeah. like, have I changed? Or, or is this like... The rose-tinted glass of nostalgia. Yeah. Why did they make this? <laughs> why did they make this movie... Like this. Like, who are they trying to please is always what I'm looking for. Oh, I was definitely the fucking, like, a frat boy crowd of, like, the 80s and shit. Yeah. College looked, I don't know if it was, like, in the movies or, like, if you read books about that, but college in the 80s looked like it was wild shit. I think it was, Especially American colleges looked like it was some seriously wild shit. Yeah, and, like, now, frankly, they have, like, patrols at night and they're still guys are like hooligans out there so yeah. like not every woman is safe on campus now no, no. imagine when there were no cameras or security <laughs> yeah Frick, it's nuts to think shit. about so then they make these movies and i think police academy is like one of the first ones that's not completely like misogynistic is that the right word mm. like there's like strong women strong people of color Every, everyone's strong. I guess, yeah, I There's guess no you're right. picking on a race. There's nothing in like that in here. Everybody's a just fucking nudity. moron. Everyone's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a moron. Everyone loves just having sex. Yeah. But there's like this, I guess there's misogyny in like, There's know, some. Man. They're playing yeah. on the stereotypes and shit. I mean, they were like aiming at them like, 16, 18 year old teenagers, yeah. like, you know, it just <laughs> knocks on the door and they get a fucking boner. Yeah. So that, that, that's who they were going after. Yeah. That's the dollar they were looking for. Yeah. <laughs> the horny teenager dollar. That's yeah. a good dollar. They'll spend it. They'll earn it. They'll That's spend it. That's a good it. dollar, Bill. I'm just like <laughs> doing the Bill Hicks routine about fucking marketing. Oh, he's going after the horny teenager dollar. That's a good dollar. Good dollar. I've never heard that before. No, That's fucking one, Bill Hicks. Yeah, horny it was, teenager dollar. It was uh, the anniversary last week, I think, of his passing. I think 35 years since Bill Hicks passed. Oh, man. Yeah. What a fucking genius that guy was. I gotta get to know that. Yeah, you don't know Bill Hicks at all? I've heard the name. Oh, man. It's, like, it's really good. Like, well, it's good. And he gets, like, pissed off and angry and mean. But, like, I don't know. It's some very, like, he's one of the best. Yeah. Uh, I think that's what stand-up comedy has become, like, um, I'm not saying, I'm not knocking it because I'm not good at it. Just because I failed doesn't mean I hate it. No, no, of course <laughs> failed not. It. It's like if I would I hate know if music I would because I never made it in fucking music. Yeah, yeah. Imagine <laughs> that, yeah. It's become formulaic, like oh, it is. pausing and and topics, and it's been it's washed down jumping around too. Like they're scared now. Like, they're yeah. scared. And like when Carly used to start, I don't think he knew when he would end or how it would end. No. He just knew like certain points. See, Bill Hicks is a lot like Carly, yeah. like saying the like blunt truth. Sometimes it's very unpleasant, unpleasant, but he's gonna make it funny as well. Yeah. <laughs> but he's giving it like. Bill Hicks, too, like, the last couple of tours, he was literally dying of cancer, so he didn't give a fucking oh, shit. Oh, man. And this guy, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, I saw that earlier this week on the internet, uh, and I knew that, too, but I was reminded of that. Like, some other comic was talking about that. He was actually, like, touring 
places like Alabama and shit like that, where he would go, like, his material would be, like, confrontational for, like, oh, yeah, those crowds, and he would, like, berate them and absolutely, like, be, like, outrageous. And, yeah, he was, he was fucking great. He was fucking great. And now people are saying he's Alex Jones was, like, total fucking bullshit. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, like, this, this myth going around the internet that, like, Bill Hick, like, fake his death and then became Alex Jones. Oh, it's like, crazy what goes on, man. Man, you could turn if you have like, a, you can rewrite a few pages of the internet and say, "Hey, look at this, man!" Turns out the Zodiac Killer is Bill Hicks. <laughs> it's John Tito, <laughs> the time traveler. Yeah. John Tito. So that's when the Earth was the Earth was flat, but you know, like you could get into anything. Is there is there a lot of Earth flatters around the Kootenai thing? I don't know. There's a lot of fucking weird people around though. Yeah, there's a lot of fucking oh, that's weird hilarious people around here. Yeah, there, man. There's all sorts of people. Yeah, it like is there's true. a banner. Like when you were from living in Calgary, you think you're going to the Kootenai, so you're going to someplace weird, where everyone's like kind of pulling together to create like an experience. It's just like the tourist thing, way of thinking of it. Yeah. Then you get here and it's like, man, everyone's like kind of pulling apart in a weird way. It kind of is. Yeah. And like, there over here, trails, I thought trail was the same as Casting or the no. same as Nelson, but it's wildly <laughs> different. Half an hour down the road. Oh, yeah, it's wild. And that is different. something I didn't expect. Yeah. I remember when I moved here, I uh, was telling people like BC and the West Kootenai is like a big fucking Grateful Dead concert. That's what it felt like. A bunch of fucking high hippies everywhere. <laughs> yeah. like That's what I hippies. thought too. <laughs> and then uh, fucking COVID <laughs> happened and everybody just went fucking berserk. Oh yeah, that was that. Well, around here I felt was, like eh? I, I, I don't know, man. So I you're here before and weird. after, yeah. I mean, I'm not, like, shitting on anybody for their opinion. As far as I'm concerned, they're allowed to have whatever opinion they want, but I'm allowed to think they're fucking morons for yeah. it. So it's fair game as far as I'm concerned. But still, I felt like there was like they were coming out of the woodworks. I was surprised at how many, like, people don't believe in none of that shit. That was very, like, divisive and shit. Oh, yeah. It's probably not going to, like... I was starting a band around that. that, and we had like to let go. While the guy was all right, he was a good player, but he's weirdo about that. And, like, <laughs> and we're like, "Sorry, you're gone." But that band altogether was fucking yeah. That was incredibly bad experience. Oh, jeez, <laughs> that was my just, first band getting back in. The, and you're like, "Oh shit!" Yeah, after a five years break, when I moved here, like I was saying earlier, I was like, "I was done." I was yeah. playing drums at my place every day, like over records, but I was like yeah. done with bands and shit like that. So I started this band to see if I was like still into it five years later, and it happened to be like the worst hardship ever. But it kind of made me realize that yeah, I was still up for it if I was willing to put, pull up <laughs> with that. And then I found the edits, and then it became uncomplicated. So that was good. yeah, uh, like minded. I think that was like a, it's probably probably good. In a way, COVID happened at certain things, certain times for people, hey? Yeah. Oh, you can see, oh, that's who you are. And sometimes it was extremely inconvenient. Yeah, it was shitty. People, hey? well, oh, my dad's like that. Or you're, you're, oh, man, my uncle. Holy crap, I didn't know he was. Yeah, uh, people man, like shown, shown their true colors, I think. Do you think, like, bring it back to music, do you think there's a resurgence of music then? Uh, around here. Because there's passion now. Around here, I'm telling you, there's something happening right now. Yeah, right yeah. now, it's happening. I can feel it. I can feel it, and I'm not the only one saying that. I, I'm i working with Bitterwash of Rawson right now, yeah. recording an album, and 
Austin in that band saying the same thing. Trevor, I started a new band with Trevor as well. We're all feeling like something's happening. Like Lashin, the guitar player in Severed Arm, was saying that too. He feels like since COVID's done, all those like small scenes that wouldn't really have like mingled together before because yeah. oh those guys are weird. They like oh, wind the crowd and the castle. Now we just don't give a fuck. We all get together. We start bands. There's Nelson and oh, right, Keenan yeah. and Nelson that are booking shows. We have Toaster around here, like gig constantly. I mean, it's all different kind of music. Doesn't really like fit all together, but everybody's doing something. Everybody's pulling shows, and yeah, maybe they're like, oh wow, we're almost all the same. Maybe that's why I'm not getting yeah. as well. And it's what all it should be about right? as well. I mean, that's one thing I hated about big cities. Is was like scenes and shit. Like, yeah, oh, oh, we're yeah. the screamo bands, and we're just like sticking together. And even a place yeah. in Montreal, you have to have like the like language divide like it's french and english a lot in montreal so the french scene like i'm french canadian i wouldn't really play shows with like the english band or very little and like we wouldn't really start bands together some would some wouldn't but it's like this weird divide and shit around here it doesn't really matter so i feel like it's great i feel like something is really happening right now uh, music wise artistically like Kids are starting bands and shit like oh, that. Yeah. We played in Weimar uh, two Fridays ago, and it, there was a lot of like 18, 19 year old kids there. It was great. It was really great. I was like, shit. I haven't seen much of that. Yeah, I guess I just go to the like, you know, not an all ages show. If you have an all ages show, there's kids showing up now, eh? I guess so. That's what I want to do. That's all I want to do. All age shows. Like I'm. I don't want to say I'm done with playing bars because it's not true, but yeah that's i want kids that's who i want oh, man like they need something to do i'm old i'm grumpy and yeah. I'm set hey guys ways, here's why i'm old like, and grumpy exactly <laughs> like i i know one thing in life and it's fucking rock and i want to bring it to like kids like i want them like to it's not just about fucking tiktok and youtube like just pick up a guitar a drum whatever and you're angry at your mom and dad start a fucking band and yell about it instead of i don't know I don't know what kids do these days. I feel like I'm talking a little bit through my ass right now. But, but I, <laughs> I feel that way too. Instead of picking up a gun, pick up a guitar. Exactly. Right? And then yell. Like, fuck, man, that'll probably do it instead of actually going to jail for something. Exactly. It or certainly did it for me. I mean, yeah, I, get up there I cringe when I think about the songs I was writing when yeah. I was 16 years old. But fuck, man, if I, I didn't have that, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Guys like you are supportive of kids like that. Sure. Like, man. And and they don't know anybody's support. Mm. So they're going to go, hey, man, I can scream about my worst experiences in my life into a microphone in front of people, tell them exactly true, and they'll support me. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll cheer. Yeah. And and you'll be like, wow, good job, yeah. man. Exactly. I'll be I'll be there as, mu as much as I can. That's I funny, mean, man. I'm talking like I'm this big, like, proponent of this scene, but I got to be But you know honest. a bunch of guys who are, too. Yeah, I know, but There's I got to be honest that sometimes I just fucking stay at home instead of going at shows because I've been to so many fucking shows in my life that, like, at some point, I'm just like, it's fucking work, so I don't want to go, like... I, I, sh I don't support like I should to, and, but, I mean, uh, uh, still, like, kids starting bands, like... We were playing in Weimar, March 18, and Bucket, those guys are kids from the soccer college and music, and they're starting a band. No way. Yeah, yeah, and uh, we, we had them on. Like, they, they know, like, people in Bitter Wash and stuff. And I was like, yeah, sure, let's have, like, young, I want young bands to play with us. Like, I, I have, like, I feel like I have some, I don't want to sound pretentious, but I have, like, some stuff to give out. Like, I want to show them. You do. Like, 
I don't know. You like, produce, you can produce. So you know what the sound is. Like that's a huge thing for kids. This guy can produce. And it's so not even like the technical it. skills or anything. I just want to show them that like there's there's worth it. in committing yourself to like something holy, like your whole self. Like yeah. when I make music, like when I committed myself to make music, that's all I wanted to do, and that's all I. Well, it's not all I did. I did some other stuff, but. That's what I like. It, there's worth in committing yourself to like a endeavor like that. Like, yeah. At some point, it pays off. Like when you spend the ten thousand hours playing that instrument, at some point you're gonna be good. There's no, there's no other way around it. Yeah. There's no other way around it. And there's good, there's good like YouTube. It's there to like show kids whatever. Like I, I don't like that band Polyphia. But that guy is doing like some crazy innovative shit with guitars that are making kids notice and they want to pick up a guitar. Remember the last time that happened? That was when Guitar Guitar Hero came out. Yeah, Guitar Hero. That was oh, great. An explosion. That was great for I'm music. I'm thinking though. about Guitar Hero today. Guitar Hero 1 sucked. and 2. The game sucked. I hated it. Oh, but, but the songs in the first two? Holy crap. That's why they played, man. Yeah. Megadeth's the last song. Like, Holy Wars. Yeah, exactly. Holy Wars, what was it? Exactly. Like, Hangar 18? Yeah, something like, like that. And then you're, lear you're li listening to a guy like... Exactly. It's one of the Dave greatest solos you've Marty ever heard Freeman in your life. And shit yeah. wailing away. Yeah. Wailing away. And you're doing it with him. <laughs> and I... Yeah. Fuck, man. And that my point with crazy. that is that, like, they started with this fucking toy, and then they were like, oh, shit, rock and metal is cool. Yeah. Let's yeah. start real a metal. real band. Let's get real instruments and fucking get three chords together and make a racket and have some fun. Yeah. Like, yeah. The, the thing is, like, if you start doing that and you get at it, at some point you'll start playing shows in your yeah. town, then you go a little bit outside of your town. Before you know it, you're in the next province over, you're making friends for life and getting experiences that you'll never yourself. forget. Yeah. So and it's, it's, that's what I want to teach my kids. That's why I try when, whenever I can to bring them with me when I play shows. Like when we did the Jalopy thing, like yeah. they were with me. Liam came and played on stage with us. Yeah. I want to teach to them that there's like there's a community where where this stuff is happening. Like there's a scene. Like people stick together. We all do shits together. Like everybody put their hand at like pull, making that event together. Yeah. Like the whole place. The kids were selling merch and shit. It was great. Yeah, that was great party man yeah i'm yeah, sorry man. i'm kind of hijacking the whole thing but it should be <laughs> it's my first time on a podcast after eight thousand fucking episodes eight thousand <laughs> episodes of, of editing man. editing uh, that's like a, that's an average it's probably a little bit more than that i've been doing that six seven years now so yeah at, at one point i was doing 19 shows a week You're, holy crap yeah all like shows a week, so they would send you like an hour, two hours of stuff. Well, no, and you'd listen to it. Yeah, yeah, rarely, rarely over. Thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> rarely over an hour, but uh, yeah, listen to the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, yeah, it was something. Yeah, that's something. something I feel I your brain is full of something. Yeah. Well, Man, whenever I finish like a heavy edited episode, I feel like I want to slap the people I just fucking edited. <laughs> yeah, it's bad, man. It's or any, bad. Like, how many are entertaining? Where you're like, man, I can't wait till that person sends me one. Not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> but is it's it about like tie rod ends? Like this is how you make a tie rod end. Yeah, car. Well, I think at That's this point it's beyond. It's beyond the point. But yeah, it was some very boring subject or stuff I have no interest in. Like I have one. It's not true that I have no interest in, but it, and it, that's beyond the point. My opinion of their show shouldn't matter because they're no, paying yeah. for something else, which is making it sound good. 
but there's one that's like heavily Christian. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, it, that's what I'm talking about. It, like, I could listen to someone talk about cars and I'd learn all about cars in the most boring way, maybe. But, like, something you don't agree with, or something that's, like, judgmental towards other people. I don't know if I'd be... How far would you take it? Like, how bad does it have to be until you're like, nah? Uh, there was one There was one show uh, I was doing, thankfully I'm not doing anymore, but... Uh, oh, the cassette was rewinding. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just keep it going. That's not a good... I'm like, what's uh, that sound, man? Uh, yeah, it sounded like a fan. There was, one, there was one show where, when the pandemic hit, they started varying into, like fucking right right wing shit they were american like living in florida like they were going that way and i gotta admit that like i was fucking taking the money regardless (laughs) i mean it was it was veering on the point where it was getting uncomfortable like i was not it was not sitting well with me that i was taking the money but at the same time i was looking at their stats and they were reaching maybe five people a week with a show so it's like they're not doing a whole lot of damage there. If they're doing any damage, it's to themselves, like sounding yeah. like a bunch of fucking morons. But still, like, uh, yeah, they were paying me good money for, and I was editing that stuff, and like I had, I was like, I was like okay, man, I was, this this fucking wrong. This is ridiculous. Like, right wing Christian shit. Like they were like supporting this like pr- American preacher. It was like some really like weird out there shit and, and I was not sitting well with me but I needed the money so yeah. I was still <laughs> taking it so I guess I'm some sort of epoch, epoch I'm a bit of a hypocrite with that but yeah. whatever that's how far I'd be willing to take it yeah. thankfully they like <laughs> decided to call it a day yeah. at some point and I didn't like I was not like oh you should fucking stick around and I was like okay cool thank you <laughs> if we ever decide to like to resume the podcast and was like yeah sure like, yeah, send me an email I'll see my, my schedule I'll probably never do that again but yeah that's yeah. how far i would be willing to take it <laughs> that's pr- it depends that's like, i mean it's not my job what, to you be- don't know where they're coming they're not coming out of a place of like trying to hurt people they well really those, those guys doing, those guys were fearing on the fucking hateful Whoa, it was it was, it was yeah. Yeah, no i was it was not sitting well with me it is enough so that i reached out to like some other people i work with or other yeah. editor to ask their advice it was like how would you feel about that and send them like snippets and shit and they were all agreeing with me that yeah if you don't feel cool with it you shouldn't do it but at yeah. the same time i needed the fucking money yeah man what <laughs> yeah what? two hands man if they were yeah. reaching uh, i don't know a hundred thousand people per, per episode oh. i would have probably walked out of that and say i don't want to be involved with that should or have oh, you get an email or anything who produces attached it? to that. Yeah, exactly yeah. but they were reaching maybe five people a week it's a, ter- it's a terrible podcast but that's beyond the point again i'm not i'm not supposed to judge it's the same thing when i record a band it doesn't matter if i like the band or not it's not my it's not my job or my point it's just um, like I'm there to cap- capture and make it sound like like they are. So, but uh, yeah, yeah, but, and that's good, man. So I, I did I yeah. did a lot of real estate podcasts. That was fucking. Oh. Yeah, I would have rather went to the dentist oh, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's not. Oh. I still do. I don't one. know, man. I still do one a real estate podcast. He's a it's guy like a about cult, like, man. Uh, real a estate bit. a little bit. Those man. people are sharks, Ooh. man. That's what I was finding out. They are sharks. I was reading about like someone said like. Man, it's like a multi-level marketing because you're like you're a realtor, you're top realtor, you're bringing in a couple other realtors. Like you bring a couple of realtors. Oh yeah, it's very po- so like, like, like paramedical, like you're boom, saying. Boom. And not not only that, but like the, the, the fees are incredible. 
Yeah, oh, they make a lot of money. And those guys, like I was saying, they go to, like, the fucking city registry and pull up lists of, like, people that have, like, payments problem with their property, their land, or, like, divorces and shit. And they go prey on those people oh. after that. Fucking sharks. Oh, yeah. It was, I was, I hate realistic because, one, I don't understand anything about it. And I fucking, yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> And two, then I did like about 200 episodes with those guys. And after 200, it's mostly like a, they sell it as like a real estate mastermind or something like that. So it's like those big players that come in and like fucking shake their Rolexes and look how much money I made out of like fucking foreclosure and shit like that. They prey on people not being able to pay their bills uh. and like losing their houses and shit. And they like brag about it after... Uh. Pats in the back and all, man. Oh. I was like, oh my god, this is happening. And then they're like, yeah, this place has a homeless problem. Yeah. You know, you might not want to live down here. Exactly. You try this house in the hill, and in the meantime, they, they kicked them all over. Again, you know, it was, not, it was not really hateful shit. They were paying good, so I was fine with it. I yeah. mean, I'm kind of like a bit of a... Mine? I procured. <laughs> <laughs> I don't agree with it. No, 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 no. Yeah, well, I get it 100%. Yeah. At first, I was working exclusively for women as well. Oh, the yeah? first three years, all my podcasters were all women. It was all like woman centric content. Oh, as interesting. Well. Business, like business women. Like uh, a lot of them were like kind of like that boss bitch yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was pretty funny yeah. was, after a couple of shows sometimes I felt like I wanted to slap them too because they're <laughs> yeah. a bunch of fucking hairheads but uh, again that's beyond the point and that's just my opinion but <laughs> so the, yeah that's how I got started in there like the woman woman business space so yeah <laughs> that's good and it was fun it was fun I felt after a while it kind of felt like I had like a cheat sheet or something about women because like they get into like their emotion and shit and you can't understand like the flip side of the coin and then like if you hear it twice from two different people yeah you're pretty oh, okay man this seems like a pattern pretty soon you're like keeping stats like and my ex-wife was in that space as well, like the woman, women wellness space. So at first she was feeding me a lot of clients and then my way. So that's how I started. And then word of mouth and stuff. Oh, yeah. And that's nice, man. COVID was absolutely fucking good for business. Yeah. Everybody was starting a podcast. That's when I was running 19 podcasts a week. <sighs> yeah, that was insane. I was working long hours, but I was, I don't want to say I was rolling in dough because I was not. I was You're rolling to, in as much hot dogs as you wanted. Exactly. Right? I was able to buy myself a base whenever I wanted, or like I saw an amp. I was like, okay, I want that amp. I want or like that a amp. pedal. 700 pedals. Yeah, sure. No problem. <laughs> There you go. Now I like to... Are you are you bringing them sound to Weimar? What do they do with sound in Weimar? What do you mean? Like for sound on your, on the stage. They have sound there? Uh, they have a little bit of a, a PA there, but I am I might have to like talk with Kirk about uh, bringing the Yadit ones that we had at yeah, the... Yeah, those big but ones. It's all, it's all Kirk stuff, so he paid for it. It's technically the Yadits, but he paid for it, and I don't think he repaid himself with like the band money, so... I have to go through the captain. Yeah, you got to go through the captain. The captain. No, captain Kirk. Sense, who's recently turned into a father. Yeah. He's a father. Yeah, he's a father now. Everything's yeah. going to be just fine. <laughs> I've There's yet, no ups I've yet or to downs. see his kid, though. I kind of feel bad about that. I haven't I, seen either. I, don't I, I, like, fell, I fell sick, like, literally, I think, a day or two after he was born, and... I was like, I don't want to go see a little baby. And like, I remember when I, <laughs> when I had little babies, like we didn't, I didn't want anyone to come over. Yeah. Like, personally. <laughs> like, except to, like, help. Mm-hmm. And, like, I would, I'm not going to help, because, 
Man. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. I'm not really good with like. He's got he's got his stepmom there, so he's he's in good hands. No, he's in good hands. He's in good hands. What do you do for fun then around here, besides from music? Like, do you go on hikes and? I do. What's go the greatest? On hikes, but here's the better question. Yeah. What's the greatest thing to do other than music in, in the, the Western Kootenays? I don't know. I'd say uh, for a while before I met Josie, my other pastime was getting laid, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah it was I, good. Was it like yeah? No, like it was the good. fishing around here. Well, I was a right fucking dam? town bike. I was a town bike. No, yeah, yeah, no shame in that. After I went loose from like being married twelve years, yeah. oh, you bet your ass. Was I was like, a town. Bike. I was a town. I am the town bike. Yeah, no absolutely. town bike tours. Absolutely no regret. Like if any woman <laughs> I've encountered or listening to that, I apologize if I treated you badly. I I don't think you I didn't did. mean to. Yeah. He was in the fog of remembrance. Exactly. I was in the tropes of divorce. Yeah. And that I've fucking been there, sucked. Man. I've been there, man. Anyway. Nothing's I've, real at that moment, at that time. Well, Nothing's, like, everything's like... After after being married for 12 years, I just wanted to see if I still have it. Yeah. I still wanted to see if the good old blue eyes still, like, worked. And apparently it did. Yeah. You know, wink, apparently wink. it did, so... Uh, yeah, I don't do much. Do say, other bonjour. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I found that like, I was bad. kind of like exotic around here. So yeah, you're exotic. to drop a couple of wor- a French words. You just walk around with that bass on your back. Bonjour. Exactly. I was, I was not showing off my bass back then. I was still on the drums. I was still believing I was a drummer. That was before I met Andy and Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> Then I was like, okay, those guys are drummer. I think I can just leave my fucking kit in the garage. Okay, you guys got it, amazing. yeah. Okay, you guys got it. Oh, those guys are amazing, <laughs> man. They're amazing. Taylor and Andy, they're fun. I'm blessed with amazing drummers in my bands right now. It's so great. Drummers are noticeable. Yeah. Drummers are like, man, if you're not a good drummer, you can tell. Oh, you can tell. <clears throat> it makes or break a band. Mm-hmm. It makes or break a band. Yeah. <clears throat> I was a drummer for 15 years. Like most of the bands I was in in Montreal, I was a drummer. I started as a bass player. Then at like, I think 25, I, no, 23, I switched to drums. So I'm going to be 42 this year. So I played uh, roughly 19 years. I'm never really good because I started too late, but I was good enough to be like be in bands and at some point, I was even, like, kind of make... I wouldn't say making a living, but I was supplanting my income nicely the last year and a half in Drumming. Montreal. Yeah. That's like the, the gigs instrument. Like, yeah. hey, everyone, hey, can you fill in? Is it Exactly, like, and that's what I was and doing. And bass, eh? Yeah, well, bass, I was not playing a whole lot. When I switched to drums, that's when it really, like, I started getting a lot of, like, gigs because drummers are not dime a dozen. So when you start playing yeah. drums, you're never going to be out of a fucking band. No. Never. So, guitar, yeah, man, you might like, jerk off by yourself in your room a lot because there's a lot of them around. But drummers, man, oh boy. Man, you good at that. So, yeah, you're I good started... at that, you'll be opening for Nickelback in no time. Alberta's fine. Alberta's fine. But in uh, Alberta, raised on the streets of Abbotsford. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm blessed. I'm blessed with, like, great drummers in my band, so it makes it makes it real easy. And, uh, yeah, all right, so now I just focus on bass. And to answer your question, I don't Slap. do much outside of playing music or... It's pretty much all I do. Yeah. I dad and I play music and I work and I see my girlfriend. I don't have much time for anything else. I feel that too. I feel that too. Right. I'm in three bands, although the Addits were not really a jam band because the drummer lives in Creston. But like, yeah. and we know those songs inside out too. Like the Addits is not complicated. The only thing is that it's really fucking fast, so you have to be on it. Yeah. But uh, right, right, right. yeah, it's really freaking. 
with Trap. like Severed Arm and uh, Reality Trap. That's my other band with Trevor and Taylor as well. We're playing in uh, in March in Weimar. Yeah. I'm gonna plug the show now. Yeah, yeah, March 18th. <laughs> March 18th. Yeah, the Schoolhouse in Weimar. Schoolhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. March 18th. So it's Check gonna be the Weather Wash from Rosslyn. Um, the Mellow Rose, which is Riston Turner's band. I don't know if you know Riston. No, I don't. Riston and some guys from up in Endeavor. They're really good, too. And there's going to be us, my new band, Reality Trap. It's going to be our first show, and it's like a 90s worship band. Like, we uh, unapologetically rip off the Smashing Pumpkins and shit <laughs> like that. <laughs> and then there's going to be the, the young kids. That, well, not they're not young kids. I don't want to sound like I'm all that old. Yeah, no, there's the, the old guy. The guys at that's like so Soaker College and music, the bucket, those guys are gonna be playing. So that's gonna be I think their first show as well. So yeah, man, uh, music is pretty much all I do. I run a record label, so that also oh, like, yeah. well, takes up a lot that's of my eat up time. a portion. A little that's, bit. That's fun. Divvy out your portions here. Yeah, yeah you're 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 strapped for time. Oh, I am, I am. It's it's crazy. Sometimes I feel like people have to take appointment to do shit with me. Yeah. For a little while, it felt like my girlfriend would, needed to like take appointments to fucking hang out with me. So that was like we decided to move together instead. And then I was going to cut the travel time. <laughs> not only that, she's awesome too. But not so only like, that, yeah. She she's not the one. She's, she's the one who's prompt. getting me to like do shit outside. Actually, she's very like active outside. So like, yeah. if I ever see trails or go for hikes, it's probably prompted by Jose and her need of like. I'll outside activity because me i'm not gonna seek that shit out for myself it's kind of dumb that i ended up in british columbia when i'm not really an outside person but whatever perfect <laughs> i came here for the weed that's why i came from you get it you get it on every corner yeah. on every street Pretty from the top everywhere. to bottom yeah exactly it's the west cooties just breathe when it you'll came get, legal it, it came it popped out like fucking mushrooms around here like all the dispensaries and stuff <clears throat> what the the dispensary, the weed dispensary, oh, yeah. is when it became uh, legal. Legal because when I first moved here, I couldn't find weed anywhere. I didn't know really? anybody either. So, yeah, I had a hard time finding weed the first couple of months. I had to buy them from my fucking awful landlord in Pass Creek, and that was like always a not fun experience. Yeah, take drive drive six kilometers down uh, <laughs> down <laughs> past the tree. There's gonna be there's gonna yeah. be a guy with a gun nah, on you yeah, the whole no. way. So yeah, that's pretty much what I do. <laughs> yeah, to get weed was difficult not even that long ago. I race I race a lot online in my spare time. That's what I do. At night, I just smoke a joint and hook up uh, Aceto Corsa and just go online. And I race against like uh, people from Holland and South Africa and shit. And, yeah. Like what? Race what? Yeah, racing like with a steering wheel. And no shit. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I do that and go on servers and race online. I'm a big, big racing fan. Big racing fan. Doesn't work well with punk rock. It's kind of like opposites, but grew up, me, grew up in racing. I grew up like a stone throw away from the racetrack in Montreal, the Formula yeah. One racetrack. So like that's the sound of like summers for me starting in Montreal is the like screaming V12 of Formula Ones on the track. My dad's a mechanic. My sister and brothers are both mechanic as well. So like, uh, yeah, mechanics run the family. I'm the only one who like went into fucking music. In, anywhere else, yeah. Yeah. I'm, and yeah. you're... Racing man, that's sweet. Do you yeah. have a big screen at home then? Uh well, about this size, maybe yeah. a, maybe a little bit better. And a pedal? Yep. Yeah, I have a steering a wheel with like pedal. I don't have the stick, but it's like paddles oh, behind. Yeah. yeah. To shift. 
And I race in huh. Formula One and uh, Assetto Corsa, which is like GT3 World Championship. It's pretty rad. And now nowadays, it's the, the like the simulation it, it almost look as real. Like the feedback on the steering and shit feels like driving a real car. Yeah, it's pretty great. And some people take that shit extremely seriously. Yeah. Oh my god, man! Some people spend like twelve hours on there. Like they can actually be like real race car drivers. Like, they would not be out of place in a real race car, probably. Is there, like, so races around here? I don't know. I looked it up a few times. I saw a motocross sign. But I, I thought I saw, like, a, there's a guy in Pass Creek who has, like, a like NASCAR-looking car or something like that, like a dirt track fucking dragster or something. I don't know where he races. I think it might be, like, I'd a more some races. Spokane. And, like, Spokane sounds like an area where there's going to be some racing. I think Colville and some... Don't yeah, they sound like loud cars? I like seeing pulls, <clears throat> races, uh, bang-ups, what are they called? Yeah. Derbies? Yeah. Demolition derbies? Yeah. All those things. Loud noises, fireworks. Oh, yeah. In Montreal, again, I was... It was really cool for that. We had the monster truck come in at the fucking Olympic Stadium every mm. couple of years. That was great. And I was thinking of a race, like a, a 200 meter walk. Oh, yeah. Hey, just people walking for 200 meters yeah. to raise money for people who can't walk. Exactly. That'd be great. And you just walk, and it's a rage walk. So you're screaming the whole well, time the about whole everything length, you hate. The whole length of fucking Columbia Avenue. Yeah. <laughs> you're walking and you're screaming your head, head off. Everything you hate about life. <laughs> And Where do like, you come up with all those ideas? Like the Jellaby and the fucking comedy man, show. It's almost and, like a curse. And all those great videos you make with like the voiceover where, oh. you, tamp, where you play with your voice. I thought those were amazing and hilarious Thanks, as well. Yeah, it was great. Like, no, that's just like the inner monologue in my head, man. It's just like, man, I should. Those fucking things. Put it out I there. have the same thing too. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it I just keeps going. Thing. Yeah, it just keeps Sometimes going. I'm like, man, I just wish I could sit here. That's why music is so good. Like, I love listening to music. Yeah. You know, I go to tons of shows. And you see a show around here, there's a different energy. There is. I go to tons of shows, there's nothing else. You know for sure, there's nothing else I'd rather be doing at this moment. Yeah. When you go and see a really good band. But then again, yeah. I also get, like, caught up in some shit and get lost in it. Like, right now, I'm mixing, like, Bitter Wash album, and it's easy to get lost in there. Like, last night, I was sending, like, oh, yeah. mixes to a couple of my friends. Like, I don't know. I don't know anymore where I'm at. Like, just tell me, does this sound good? Like, what is it? <laughs> and everybody came back sort of with the same comment as what I was feeling, too. So I was like, okay, maybe I just need, like, a couple of days without listening to it. But apparently, it's, like, it's not far off. Because, yeah, at some point when you listen to this shit, like, 200 times, you don't know anymore. And I ended up, like, I recorded those guys. I think I have, like... 39 track of audios like fucking four mics for every guitar and eight mics for the drums and three mics for the bass yeah. and that's a lot of shit to like sift through <laughs> yeah it's a lot of shit to sift through so you're taking one track if you're, you're taking each mic track right yeah and then you're just putting them together like stacking yeah. them while well, right. they, they when they record they stack themselves sort of like oh, that yeah. but it's oh, like yeah. recording eight inputs at a time and oh, then yeah. after that you can Maybe go you and, and oh, it, get sweet. each piece of say like the drum kit I'm just going to get the bass drum with some yeah. bleed from everything else but it's going to be mostly the bass drum the snare the same thing yeah. get the cymbals and sweet man usually like I, I think I can do it now yeah <laughs> I, I found I thought that that was how records would be made but uh, and that's how I made record my whole life but apparently like a lot of people 
around here or maybe it's just me who's not caught up with the shit but a lot of bands want to record like off the floor as well now like just like in a jam room with all the bleed and shit so really? this weekend i'm recording toaster and i'm gonna be doing that with those wow. guys yeah so all the different mics yeah and it's all it's plays. all gonna bleed in there's gonna be no separation like the bass gonna be picked up by yeah. the mic oh, yeah. from the drums yeah. etc it's gonna be it's a too. much noisier recording but yeah. it's gonna get like a real live feel instead of like track by track like i did with bitter wash like both ways work but i'm finding out a lot of bands around here would rather just do it live off the floor than yeah. because it can be really fucking intimidating to like especially when you're the, the drummer you're starting you're all by yourself it's, you're basically sitting naked in, in front of yeah. all your buddy because you're playing your drum tracks no one can hear back any guitars so it's like you hear every little shit and a drum by itself it picks up a lot of noise and like audio like garbage that you don't want in there and then you hear it back and then it makes you like doubt your drumming and doubt your track and doubt your ideas and can be really like intense and yeah, heart-wrenching yeah. <laughs> you're really on the spot like yeah. it's an unforgiving mistress the studio like if your song's not there you're gonna see it and it's yeah. gonna be like painful right. for what's everybody. the song you got <laughs> well this one's called uh, i love horses all right but, We're gonna uh, play it one thousand times and see if you still like it. Yeah, horses, you know, like. But bands like Toaster and Bitterwash, those guys like played show like Toaster. It's like those guys are machine. They yeah, play machines. every like every other week. So like, I'm not worried one bit. When they said that we want to do that off the floor, I'm like of course that makes sense. You guys are just gonna breeze through that. Like yeah. maybe three take each song and it's gonna be perfect. Like they played it. Honestly, I think they're the band that played the most show last year in I the West I think they said a record Probably. Just everywhere from yeah, uh, man. Fernie. Fernie everywhere. You gotta like, give it to like Sean, Randy, and Jeff for that. Like, you booked them. And those guys. Grand Forks, yeah, man. yeah, I know. Jeff does. You Holy book them, shit, they man. will show up no show matter up fucking time, what. Make sure everything's fine. We went Kill you with love. Yeah. And then just vibes and fucking. Vibes, yeah. yeah. Just kill you with those it. guys. Like we went, man. we went to the like the Driftopia party at fucking Pass Creek. Like the night that like a fucking uh, thousand centimeter of snow fell. Oh, on yeah. us. those guys. Well, no problem. I would have been sorry. I'm not going out tonight. Fuck, <laughs> fuck your show, man. It's a snowstorm. No I'm problem. staying in. Yeah, get those the guys. Are, yeah, yeah, let's go. <laughs> Sean got stuck in his fucking car on the way out. He was <laughs> rushing out because he was going to work to plow some fucking snow. <laughs> Still did the gig, still rocked it out, walked out of there, a fucking smiling dude, like the awesome Sean he is, and just look, went about his day, and I was like, holy shit, that's how it's done, that's how it's done. Those guys are a real deal, man. I'm a fucking I'm 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 a joke compared to that. I would have stayed <laughs> home. I was like, sorry, Daniel, fuck your Christmas yeah. party. I'm not coming out tonight. Have you looked outside? <laughs> yeah, they're the first band that were on this podcast. And they were the first guys I met. Like nice. I said, hey, you want to be on this thing? I haven't, like, there's no precedent. Yeah, they are just always. the first. Yeah, sure. So I'm showing I met him and, I'm, and my bu- brought my buddy with me. Yeah, I'm really And I'm just stoked. like, wow, these are the coolest guys ever, man. I and know. I thought everyone around would be like that. And then I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> you're just disappointed. I went from toaster to like, where are they? Where are, where's everyone else, though? Yeah, oh, that's kidding. Yeah, and it's those pretentious shit. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked those guys. Yeah, it is. 
But yeah, no, Sean, Sean is a fucking beauty of a human. He's in show, and I told him, I grew up with like fucking two of yous over there in Quebec. Yeah, I, I know, know you, I man. know you, Michaud's, man. <laughs> I know you're the real fucking deal. It's like those two brothers I knew back in Quebec, they were fucking crazy too, and I love them, so I love you, man. <laughs> you win. Yeah. You have the right name. Yeah. Jeff is the one I know the last because he's like he's from Grand Fork, but I'm gonna hang out with him this weekend and I'm really looking forward to like recording them. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be great. The only bummer is that by accident we fucking booked our show March 18th, the same night as their show in Nelson. So yeah, that was kind of a bummer. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was totally accidental, but that's. Where that's are they the, playing? They're playing at the Royal. Oh yeah. I think they're putting on like the show themselves, and they brought some of those bands from I think Fernie and Cranbrooks that they want to play with. So yeah, it's kind of it was a bit of a bummer. I think it's going to be fine regardless. That's yeah. the sign of like a healthy scene, but I, yeah, we'll I still see. it was accidental, and I kind of feel bad because Sean is always there for everybody. Like he, like you were saying, they will show up. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe it'll be a bowl. It's two different crowds, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. It is, but still all ages, and then it's the other crowd. Like, still, Weimar's I, a different pull, but it is a lot of the same people showing up to shows too. There's a lot of support. Yeah, yeah it's gonna we'll be good. See. I think it's it'll be, be fine, man. It's gonna be great. It's like a unfortunate accident that we happen to book a show the same fucking day, and then we happen like to announce it the same fucking day as well. So like, holy shit! It's like you know, I started. My, my wife and I started a thing called LiveKootenys.com, which okay. we haven't kept up in like six months. We oh, did it for nice. like three months. So much work. But man, that wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. You check the site. You exactly. see if you booked. That's what, that's what Sean was saying. We need to do like a <laughs> so calendar of like fucking for, yeah. bad shows so it doesn't happen again. <laughs> yeah. Should we call it a day? Oh, that was a nice interview. Yeah. That, that was, was an nice interview. It's called a chat. That's what real podcast should be. Fucking right. We're going to gatekeep you. Exactly. Hey, let's gatekeep. You guys trying to sell me something? Or trying <laughs> to sell you fucking nothing? Well, I'm going to try to sell my business. If you're a podcaster oh, yeah, and you're listening business. to that, bring me your fucking show and I'll listen to it. I'll think it's shit and I'll edit it for you and send it back. And, and he'll say, hey, it's a great podcast. That'll be $1,000. That'll be $1,000. <laughs> but if you do have a podcast, yeah, do it. Absolutely. I don't know if this will be the last one. You know what I've decided while we were talking? I'm like, man, I'd sit and watch something in the shed, chat like this. So if someone's going to come to the shed, that'd be fine. Yeah. But I can't drive anywhere. Yeah, make you know them I mean? come here. You have a nice setup here. Make yeah, them got, come here. I've got a blanket. Yeah. i got a pillow if you get, like, head. Needs to rest on something. Exactly. No, it's nice Fuck, couches. You got Mark Messier on the wall. Mark Messier. You got Chuck Norris over there. Chuck Norris. Yeah, Mark Messier. It makes me want to eat some. This guy is called the Gay Philosopher. The Gay Why Philosopher. Why worry? Hey, he sure looks happy. Yeah. So apparently, this guy doesn't worry about anything. No, he doesn't look like he's worrying about anything. Look at that smirk. It was a marketing campaign. That, yeah, no, it's. Well, I'm glad you came on your first ever podcast, which yeah. might be the last ever yeah. of this one. Yeah, it might be the only time I'll do that, but I'm glad I did Oh, it's so it. good, man. <laughs> you can go and see Max March the 18th at the schoolhouse in Weimar along with other bands. He's slapping the bass. Severed Arm, Bitter Washed, Mellow Rose, Bucket. Also March 18th, is a, you can go see Toaster and Chungus at the Royal. So that's like an over-19 show. If you don't want to, you know, if you want an all-ages show, Weimer, something like that. Thank you for joining me on the episode, Max. It's amazing. I'm not going to say this is the last one, 
because, it, you know, I love talking to cool people. So if anyone has time to stop by the shed, by all means, more than elated. More than Elaine did. To have you. Email WK and the WK at gmail.com, and then we can do it. Uh, yeah, if you have time. If you have time, actually, you know what would be cool if you could rate this podcast? You know, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> Take some time out of your day to rate this podcast. One, one between one to five out of five. It's up to you, man. Or lady. <laughs> you know, it'll go a long way for something. Also, People's Commercial Radio. Uh, I'll leave you with... A, I'll put this one that's coming up on there. People's Commercial Radio. And uh, if you want to listen to that, have a wonderful, 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 wonderful time. Until next time. Keep ripped and have guns. Hi, I'm Troy. And I'm excited to announce that my gumball initiative to liven up the West Kootenays has passed through City Hall. If you chew gum, this is your day. No more leaving it under desks, bust seats, ashtrays, garbage, or the river. Leave your flavorless wad on the gumball downtown. It's currently one foot in diameter, and mostly my own gum. But have no doubts, it will be the biggest gumball in the world. Then who won't be coming to the West Kootenays? Nobody. Because everyone will be here at the gumball. Made of our gum, community gum. Oh, here's my dad, who's come down to see. Well, you did it, son. Your dream is coming true. Yes, it is, Dad. Do you have any plans for the gumball at night, Troy? I don't know what you mean, Dad. I'm just asking if you have any plans yourself for that gumball at night. Dad, I think that's your ride right there. Folks, he's going to stick his dick in the gumball. Uh-uh. How, how old were you? 13? Get out of here, Dad. When you Get took out of here, Dad. You took that huge gumball everywhere with you? This is stupid! <laughs> Shut up! Shut up, Dad! <laughs> <laughs> this is the West Kootenays new tourist hotspot. Bring your gum here, spit it right into my hand. And if you're willing, I'd gladly smell the inside of your mouth after. For a paper I'm writing for City Hall. I'm Troy. Psychiatrist's Review I'm Psychiatrist Helen. It may seem to some that our friend Troy here is a villain for wanting to stick his dick in a gumball made of other people's gum. In fact, I would argue that sticking his dick in the gumball, where it may not have been noticed if it wasn't for his dad, isn't as unhealthy as, say, sticking his dick in a sheep which has feelings or committing any non-consensual sexual act with another living being. The question you may want to ask yourself today is, should I be giving my tax dollars to someone who just wants to fuck my gum?